This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I'd like to talk to you about the perspective of one who is experienced in self-realisation. Someone who has worked on their own development and enlightenment. Now, self-realisation begins actually at a very young age, but most people don't know it and don't practice it. But self-realization starts with controlling the mind and senses. You understand yourself, and you understand yourself's best interest. These are prerequisites for self-interest, for self-realization, excuse me. If you're going to become self-realized, you have to have control of your mind and your senses, and you have to understand who you are, and you have to act in that understanding. To act like everybody else, well, it's ignorance. To act to be accepted within the social structure, it's ignorance. The social structure is mad. The social structure is degrading and deteriorating. It's eating itself alive. It's consuming the planet. The scientific understanding, the political perspective, and the educational system are killing the individuality in people. It's what's causing all the problems in the plan on the planet and in our lives and societies. Why do you want to be part of that? Why do you want to be accepted by that? Oh, you're so happy you got your car and your uh, personalized license plate, and you keep it clean and pretty, and you dress flash and a lot of bling, and you talk the same crap as everybody else talks, and you don't know anything. You don't know why you're here. You don't know what you're doing. You can't control your senses. You see a good-looking person. You go, oh, I want to have a relationship with them. You get into an association where everybody's drinking. You can't stop yourself. You're drinking. Everybody's yelling and hollering about this wasn't any good. The, the politician said this or the so-and-so did that. Or did you see the news last night? You're an idiot. These things have no reflection on self-realization. They have nothing to do with character building. Character building is a personal thing. There are people that have problems, but they don't work on them. I know, for example, a person who uh, stuttered. And he worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and now you can hardly tell he ever stuttered. So this is a self-realization, a piece of self-realization. He saw that he had this issue, and it didn't work for him to communicate and interact and to develop his best self-interest. So he worked on it and worked on it until he overcame it. But most people don't even look at their in themselves. They don't look to see, you're a hypocrite. You're a bigot. You're a liar. You're a cheater. They don't look at that. They don't realize, oh, oh I just lied to my kids. Huh. I just lied to the policeman who pulled me over. I lied to my boss. I'm stealing stationery out of the back room. They didn't look at any of that. They don't look at themselves. I cheated on my taxes. I, 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 you know, whatever. I pocketed something at the store the other day. They don't look at themselves. Well, we need to look at ourselves. To have a conscious awareness and a conscious contribution that has any value, and to be able to look yourself in the mirror and see who you really are, you got to get over this kind of funky crap. 
You can't allow yourself to be a cheater and a liar and then complain like mad when somebody is a cheater and a liar. What kind of a hypocrite is that? The biggest kind. So we have a society where everybody's really, really, really good at pointing out your faults. But they do have no capability, no willingness to point out their own faults. But the path to enlightenment, the path to self-realization, is when you look within. How am I doing? Am I a real person or am I thinking I am and I'm not? Am I actually making a positive contribution? Am I an honest person? Or am I just another cheater and liar? It begins with controlling the senses. You don't just keep eating and eating and eating because you like the taste of it, because you're getting fat. And you don't just sit on the couch and watch this or play this game because everybody else is doing it, because you lose your mind. You don't just let yourself uh, become lusty and focus on uh, the opposite sex and unrestricted plans for or unrestricted engagement in sexual activity. You have to keep control of yourself. You don't go around with headphones on all the time and live in a world of music that, and have no understanding of what's going on around you. You can be mowed over by a cement mixer and you wouldn't even know it. Because you weren't even paying attention to your surroundings. So you have to get control of your senses, not artificially. You don't let them go unbridled. You get them under control to where you notice where your attention is. And you keep your attention on improving yourself. You get your mind under control. You stop blabbering the same crap you heard from television to other people. There's a whole, there's a whole uh, section of human society that they live on exchanging things and information that they picked up on the television set. They don't have anything to say about their own life. They don't have anything to say about their surroundings. They don't have anything to say about the people they know or love. They are simply caught in communicating about the artificial illusory stuff that they're getting from the television set. They're making no positive contribution to humanity whatsoever. They are already lost to themselves. So it isn't possible for them to make any significant contribution to you. The reality is we as human beings, we have the ability to communicate, to talk, and to make feelings, concepts, emotions, knowledge, information available to other people. This means that you have the potential to learn 25 lifetimes worth of stuff by associating with 25 different people who've lived these things. You don't have to go do it yourself. Hearing is a more direct method of learning than experiencing is. Everybody's being trained to think, oh, I have to experience it for myself to really know. No, you don't. You have to listen and have intelligence and control over your mind and senses, and you can derive the essence of that experience. You don't have to go do it yourself. You have to see it in proper perspective and uh, take with you the significant aspects of it that builds your character. Because whose character doesn't need building? Because everybody's being confused. Everybody has anxiety. Everybody's miseducated. Everybody's been lied to. Everybody has imperfect senses. Everybody has the tendency to cheat. 
So you've got a lot of things to overcome as the prerequisites for controlling your mind and intelligence such that you can engage in self-realization, self-improvement. Now, a person who's actually working on self-realization and getting somewhere, they practice an acquisition of knowledge. And they practice renunciation of those things that don't matter, that don't build their conscious understanding. In this position, there you can begin to see things in proper perspective. And then you will automatically, you will become indifferent to a, to a material existence. Your material experience, your temporary life, your little nucleus of house and family, etc. will become insignificant. Because it is insignificant. Because you've lived a hundred million times. You've taken birth and died and taken birth and died millions of times on your progressive path to full enlightenment. So how many families, fathers, brothers, mothers, sisters, kids have you had? So this particular set that you're with right now should be encouraged, just like you're encouraging yourself, to become self-realized, to control the mind and the senses, to lift up their consciousness to making a positive contribution, to understand what is selflessness, to understand active actions in the Lord's plan. Not my plan. They're caught in the television perspective. There is no God. Let alone that there, yes, there is a God. And yes, he's in control. And yes, he has a plan. And yes, there's a role for you to play in that plan. And yes, you need to get started. That's not being propagated in your environment. In this modern society, that is the last thing they propagate. Even if you get uh, attached to one of these religious groups or one of these uh, preaching groups or societies, they're all ask, they're all saying to you that you need to get a relationship with God and ask for this. You need to pray for that. You need to uh, uh, interact with the Lord such that you get what you need. You should have faith that you'll get what you need. You have faith that you'll get what you want. This is all immature. This is this is kicked out of the Vedic literature. No. The Lord is the supreme being. He is unlimited in potencies and qualities. You're not going to tell him what to do. He isn't uh, your servant. He isn't to carry out, oh, Lord, I want this. Oh, Lord, I need that. Oh, Lord, I want to do this. Oh, I wish I could that. No. If you need something from the Lord, it has to be for your development in being able to please the Lord. That you can ask for. How can I please you? How can I engage myself, my mind, my body, my words, my money, my experience in pleasing you? That you can ask. But the goal is to see that the Lord is pleased. He's the supreme being. You're the one of billions and billions and billions and billions of living entities. There are so many living entities, they're uncountable. Well, they're not the ones you're supposed to be pleasing. You're supposed to be pleasing the supreme being. And then you realize, ah, he has a plan. And he has the potency how to take care of everybody else. I don't, but he does. What is my role in that plan? That's the right question. And when you understand what is your role in that plan, 
Now, that's enlightenment. That's empowerment. That's fulfillment. That's where the answers come. That's where you get what you want. Because what you really want is love. Is to act in a service attitude, service actions, in a loving way that pleases and gives you a sense of satisfaction, fulfillment. That's not available in this word selfishness. That's the wrong way. The Vedic literature says it's an indirect method, not a direct method. That's why it's called confidential knowledge. Because everybody else thinks it's the other way. So it's confidential. It's to, it's to be given to those people who have awakened to the fact that the other way doesn't work. We have millions and millions and millions and millions of people that are doing their utmost to be selfish. And they're not helping anything. They're not even happy when they get what they want. You see that on television. They have these prima donnas and these uh, Beverly Hills people and, I don't know, housewives and yada, 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 yada. And they're just nuts. Gimme, 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 gimme. I want, I want, I want. You should do what I want. You should give me what I want. You should let me do every I want more, 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 more. And they're never happy. They don't know what fulfillment means. So we're being trained to follow that perspective. And that means we have a whole society going the wrong way. Because selflessness, the Vedic literature teaches us, selflessness means rendering service to the Lord's plan. It may include making others happy. In fact, I'm sure it will to some degree. But in your capacity, not just wantonly. The Lord isn't going to give you a bank balance. He just continues to grow and grow and grow and grow. And you go around playing Robin Hood. You get you get any money and you play Robin Hood, soon soon you have no money. And then you need somebody to be Robin Hood to you. So this is a false conception too. But there's a place, a role, a, a vacancy to be filled by every single one of the living entities. And that is in the service of the Lord's plan to fulfill His wishes. When you get out of the selfishness and you come to the platform of I'm wanting to serve and please the Lord, your consciousness is actually developing. And it says in the Vedic literature that that's when your perspective becomes correct. One understands his constitutional position by knowledge and renunciation of material illusions. And out of that knowledge he comes the realization that he is part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, an infinitesimal part, and he's to be unattached to the material condition of life. And he's to begin in devotional service, engaging in the Lord's plan. So unless one is free from this material misconception of who they are and what is important, you cannot engage yourself in this service attitude to the Lord. So it's stated that when one has actually developed his knowledge of your actual constitutional position, and is in a renounced concept of life, I'm not here for me anymore. Then he's detached from the material affections and attachments and illusions. Then, by this pure service attitude, pure devotional service attitude, he can engage himself selflessly in the loving service of the Lord and execute his plan. So this is when every, when you see everything in proper perspective. 
This is the transition from being caught in the illusory conception of material life to the perspective of being liberated in the spiritual perspective of life. Now, as I said, it isn't done by selfishness. It's done indirectly by selflessness. So the masses of people in general, they're confused and they don't get it right. And so we see that we have a society that the anxiety level isn't going down. It's continuing to go up. And you see within your life, as hard as you work to put the fires out, more fires break out. Because you're still stuck in and still concerned about and still absorbed in the material conception of life. And that's a natural position in the material perspective of life. It's full of anxiety. But if you actually get yourself in proper perspective, engage selflessly in the loving service of the Lord, then material nature's influence upon you becomes next to nothing. When one is self-realized, he becomes free. He becomes happy. He's not caught by the modes of material nature that are giving him this material conception of life and all the anxiety with it. He's free from worry, doubt, lamentation, hankerings, fears. They go away. Because they're part of the material misconception. They're not part of the true spiritual identity. So you can tell if you're making progress in spiritual life if these problems go away. You're able to cope. Your anxiety is diminished significantly. So this position, this is the real state of beginning devotional service. The highest perfection of, of activity above the material conception of life you're freed from this material misconception and you're free from material attachments and you're acting selflessly. This opens the door to the fulfillment, the enjoyment, the awareness, the enlightenment and realization you're looking for. But as long as you hang on to the material conception of life thinking that you are a, a person who has a soul, you will suffer, you will struggle, you will have a misconception you will not focus on uplifting yourself. So when the senses are purified by controlling them, and they're then re-engaged from selfishness to selflessness in, in devotional service, that is when one's contamination ends and he becomes known as a spiritual devotee of the Lord. So this is a consciousness change. The activities they, let's say, mutate. They transform. But the consciousness perspective change is what brings the enlightenment and fulfillment and upliftment. So the Vedic literature's whole purpose is for aiding everyone to make that transition into the highest conceptions, the selfless conceptions. Not the social conceptions. The social conceptions have been proven to be bogus. Well, by anybody who becomes even slightly enlightened. Anybody who steps back and doesn't watch television for a month or something and then goes back and turns it on and goes, what was I ever doing watching that? That's disgusting. It is. It's all disgusting. They treat you like ignorant beings. And they keep you ignorant beings. But the devotional service of the Lord is not like that. 
It's where you find that fulfillment. And the Lord treats you as an intimate associate. Someone who's significantly important to the Lord. It says in the Vedic literature that the Lord maintains all living entities. As a responsibility, he maintains all of the living entities. But he takes special attention upon those who are selflessly dedicating their lives and energies to his plan, his devotional service. So this isn't up to what religion you are. This isn't up to what faith you have. This is up to your consciousness level. You can achieve these things we're talking about with any religion that you may practice. But the enlightenment and the relativity and the perspective has to be correct. You have to get control of your senses. You have to get control of your mind. You have to make decisions with good intelligence. You have to associate with higher beings who have these same traits and characteristics. You have to read the Vedic literature to understand the reality from the illusion. You have to become renounced to the misconception of life. Let it go. And you have to become attached to the higher perspective and the higher consciousness that you are an important living entity to the Lord. You have a service to do. The vacancy is there. You need to pick up your work, take up the job, take up the task, and taste the fulfillment, the reward that is that one receives when he's properly situated. We are not properly situated in this material world. It's a foreign place. This material world is a foreign country because it's full of temporariness. And we are eternal as beings. So we need to get this perspective adjusted. We need to bring ourselves out of these misconceptions and renounce this temporary attachments and this temporary illusion and control our minds, our bodies, our senses, work for self-realization, work for enlightenment, work to devotional service to the Lord. Giving pleasure to the Lord, fulfilling the Lord's plan, yields the highest reward and result, that of true inner fulfillment, enlightenment, love, and a positive contribution at the highest level, devotional service. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.